0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The state of recruiting is brought to you by 24 seven sports and the horns, 24 seven network of podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review on the podcast platform of your choice. We also invite you to listen to the other great shows on the Horns 24-7 network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown, and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Thanks for listening. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of The State of Recruiting, second episode this week after our uh, bonus content dropped yesterday. Uh, we are back once again. Hudson, you, uh, I know you're a big softball guy, and uh, we're just watching some Texas uh, softball, and uh, you said before the show you had some takes to get off, so instead of asking you how you're doing, I'm going to ask you to get get these takes off about uh, softball.
2: Absolutely. First off, Mike, I appreciate you coming back uh, and recording another episode of the State of Recruiting with me after 100-plus minutes of talking about expectations and putting you on the spot yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Um, try to do more of that type of stuff going forward. I know the early response has been pretty good. Um, so Texas softball, for those who are listening Friday or Saturday, Texas softball just got done beating UCLA 7-2 to in the opening game of the Women's College World Series. And I genuinely think this is one of the better Overall turnarounds for te- Texas Athletics like any program. Earlier this year, Texas softball was kind of being buried by the media and also just me. It just looked like a team that didn't have any sort of higher aspirations other than just kind of getting through the year and retooling and, you know, kind of reloading with a really good group of true freshmen. And somehow along the way, Mike White was able to get the women on this team to really gel. And what has resulted in the largest uh, run total Texas ever has had at the women's college world series that goes back to the really good cat offspring, Blair Luna teams. They put up seven and, you know, I think four or five innings against a UCLA team that's dominated by pitching true freshman Mia Scott from Angleton, Texas went four for four, having all four of her hits on just four pitches that she took. And that is kind of the core, along with Sophia Simpson, Katie Simmons, all of these Texas softball players are just kind of leveling up at the right time. And you have two All-Americans that are uh, seniors in Janae Jefferson at second and Haley Dulcini in the circle to where I'm kind of starting to think that, yeah, okay, everybody knows that number one Oklahoma – is the team to beat their heavy favorite. I, I genuinely, Mike, I don't know if you know this. I like, I haven't been able to find much odds. Normally you'll find odds for a uh, women's college world series. The bookmakers are kind of like, okay, Oklahoma's, you know, 54 and two or whatever. We're not, we're not just going to let you make money on uh, Oklahoma, this women's college world series, but Texas did beat Oklahoma one out of three games earlier this year. I genuinely think there is a chance if they keep those pitch count low, And they find a way to just stay in those games like they did with the third game in Austin where they, you know, beat Oklahoma for the first time this year. I don't know. It's starting to feel like a little team of destiny-ish. And even if they don't climb the Sooners Mountain twice in a double elimination style format, it's still one of the better Texas softball seasons I can remember. Just with how, as an unseeded team, they were able to go and win a game at the Women's College World Series. Beat number four Arkansas on the road in the Supers. Go to a really tough Seattle regional and get out of there. Just fantastic stuff. And, you know, I just wanted to give Texas softball, I think, their much-deserved flowers.
1: Heck, yeah. That was our new segment, Talking Softball. But, yes, for sure. Let's uh, give those ladies their due. They've they've certainly earned it. So, uh, you know. Understandable for those
2: who hit that uh, 15-second skip button a couple times. No worries, gents and ladies.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. We'll get into the main course of today, um, and it's kind of just, uh, hey, it's summertime, it's visit time, and...
2: Well, it's about to get crazy. It's June, baby.
1: We're getting ready to roll, and so um, it's it's a terrifying kind of time for us because, like, this is the point of the year where things just start happening. Yeah. Timelines go crazy, you know, kids make make... Decisions quicker than you expected them to Or out of nowhere And we're always on alert Um, You feel like an anvil is going to drop on your head At any moment Um, Let's just kind of We'll first set up talking about kind of The big weekends uh, Texas is expecting They've got basically two big weekends this summer And then they've got one where Certainly some big names But not maybe as big numbers wise Uh, So that first weekend uh, Will be next weekend, right? June 11th? Um, And uh, the big name to know there is Florida running back Cedric Baxter. Uh, We've talked a lot about how Texas is uh, rounding into pretty good form with Baxter. Uh, There's a lot of of confidence there. I think Deshaun Choice has done a great job. So it'll be big getting him back on campus. He'll be joined also by modern day tight end Spencer Shannon, who, you know, with Lafayette KOA off the board, I think Shannon becomes, you know, one of your priority targets at the tight end position. Hudson, I mean, I've seen him a little bit, but I know you're a big fan of Shannon just based off what you've seen. Um, What do you like about him?
2: Yeah. So, Mike, when we first met Spencer Shannon outside of the spring game, I immediately, I mean, it's hard not to look at the way that he's just built at a true 6'7", 240, and kind of then the gears start turning in your head. Went back, watched his film obviously you always want to watch the huddle that's kind of the baseline but what i like to do and you know this and a lot of people that listen to us know this but i like to go and actually watch like the game film as well and what i saw with spencer shannon was just a really really complete tight end that has a ton of room to grow as well i love this evaluation i think i wrote about it immediately i even in the heat check article when we kept on starting to get uh, get tight end offers and we started to hear a little bit about Lafayette and maybe not being um as much of a Texas lock and you know Texas was throwing out tight end offers all the time so you you kind of put the pieces together it really started to feel like okay Spencer Shannon might be the first take in this class for Texas because like we've talked about before Mike Spencer's already had um two of his major visits out of the way to UCLA and Washington so texas kind of is getting the last official before he decides it sets up really well for texas and it allows the timeline to where if you do miss out on him you still have will randall you still can then really push after Strake jesuits chico holt you have a lot of options at tight end so you go from a little bit of an unclear picture to now a very uh regimented i guess flow chart at the decision well if spencer shannon does this we'll go here if he says yes then it's kind of all aboard you know will randall and trying to make sure that he and arch manning are locked in together as
1: uh as takes i think also you got to include deuce robinson's name in there a little bit as we've been talking but i think deuce robinson's the kind of guy that like look if we get spencer shannon if we get will randall if deuce robinson also wants in we'll figure that spot out
2: and that's the awesome thing about there not being the um you know limits anymore mike Mm -hmm. now you really can uh (laughs) do you to borrow a term we always kind of used to uh, tease stan drayton with? you kind of can elephant hunt at the end of the cycle and just say you know what who cares we are going to go after a national guy who cares that we have two tight ends already committed in the class if per se you know arch manning is in the boat let's try to ride that wave and elevate the uh floor of the class absolutely
1: i i also think there's a chance i uh, we've talked i've teased it a little bit i think um hawaii linebacker Leonel lafow could be in that weekend he's um Told me that it'll be mid June or my best intelligence talking to people near him, even though he hasn't announced it or scheduled it is it would be that weekend if it's going to come. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of, and I think uh, I'm trying to remember if it's him or somebody else looking at his visit schedule, that's the weekend that would make sense. So getting him obviously three big out of state visitors, not a big in-state weekend. And that's kind of something we saw last year where they went with like, okay, we're going to spend one of these weekends on a, my mainly out of state guys and like really throw our effort behind that.
2: Another one that uh, I probably should have mentioned immediately too, Mike is Tosilia Kana is going to be in kind of that weekend. So he's doing a hectic kind of whirlwind college tour that finishes at Texas, I believe on the eighth. So he almost, and I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that turned into maybe a multiple day trip considering kind of the family stuff there, or even if it's not, you still have him as an almost appetizer to that visit weekend.
1: Yeah, and with Tassili and and talking to his dad, and I know they've got a pretty tight schedule, so I don't know if it would turn into multi-day, um, but talking to his dad, I mean, I think this is where you lay the groundwork to get Tassili back on campus for an official, maybe later in the summer, maybe in the fall, um, you know, and, and really try there. I think that uh, Texas obviously their chances have gone up landing his sister uh, for the volleyball team in the transfer portal um, and you know Tassili and Leon are very well linked they both played at Kahuku High School in Hawaii together um, and uh, before Tassili moved to uh, to Utah and so I think that would uh, one could beget the other um, so to speak uh, the next weekend while not like the biggest weekend numbers wise, I mean, is probably, it's it's the weekend everybody will be tuned in for. By the way, we will have a, a great deal running on the website that weekend and um, the week leading up to it. So uh, why will we have that deal? Because that is the Arch Manning weekend. The Arch Manning, the long anticipated Arch Manning official visit. What do we anticipate as of now to be his final official visit? Um, along with some other, you know, other big name guys in the in this class. But, I mean, make no mistake, that weekend is uh, all about number one.
2: Yeah, Mike, I, it's kind of surreal that we've even gotten to the point to where we're a couple of weeks away from Arch Manning's official visit, the true kind of wind down of this recruiting process. We have started to get the text from people that, you know, you you kind of – don't talk to that much. They're like, Hey, I heard Arch Manning's going to take a visit. And I only imagine those ramp up. And I've even heard from friends that follow recruiting and are kind of the recruiting guy in their own friend groups that they're starting to get these texts. They're like, Hey, uh, so this Manning kid's coming to Texas, uh, for a visit. My
1: my grandmother mentioned it to my dad that she saw something on the internet about Arch Manning visiting Texas. Um, Ed wondered if I knew anything about it. <laughs> and uh, dad's, my, dad, my dad was like, well, you know how Michael's been flying back and forth to New Orleans a lot? That's uh, that's kind of what's going on. Sorry, that's a, a rare Michael for me. That's what the family calls me. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's all about that weekend. I, will Randall will being on the trip. Uh, I believe Mikael Harrison Pilot will be in that weekend. Got uh, which I reported earlier this week, which is a pretty big one. Yeah, I mean, that's not to take away from any of those other names. I mean, I think maybe when you look at the safety picture, Mikael Harrison Pilot is becoming a more important factor. Um, you it's know, either
2: weird with his preference to play receiver, though, now. And it's maybe a balance of long term versus short term recruiting. Also, I mean, another big one, Mike, and we kind of reported this um, when we were out in Houston, but getting Jaquez Petaway the same week that arch manning is visiting is major that's huge really, really good stuff from the texas staff there and you know i think that it's also if you're kind of reading into it a little bit maybe smart for arch manning to say okay well jonte cook's on his own timeline like let me talk to some other big time recruits at the receiver position in the state of texas and you know kind of get in there as well so Overall, just really well done setting that weekend. It's, I think it's the perfect amount of kids on campus to where it still feels like a legit visit weekend, but also you're not running the risk of, uh, for lack of a better term, the Fifi's getting hurt because Arch Manning is demanding a lot more attention than you know a lower three-star defensive tackle
1: or whatever and the way you say i know you don't mean it like this i'm gonna make a slight correction to you there because i don't want it to come back on our Ar- arch doesn't really demand attention it's the no, i think i think the staffs feel like they have to get it's not like arch is like i need and this it's type like of the attention.
2: thing like it's nothing yeah exactly i mean arch is the probably least demanding attention everything you hear about him is just that he's a normal dude but Less about him, more about the fact that the number one player in the country is on campus.
1: Yeah, anytime you're hosting a five-star, the number one quarterback, let alone the number one overall prospect, it's it's going to be huge. Um, before we move on to that next weekend, do you want to uh, give us anything on Hunter Osborne from your recent conversations with him other than the fact that he's visiting?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that Texas has grown from man, this is really cool that I got this offer, you know, really late in my process. For those who didn't know, Texas offered Hunter Osborne 10 days before he was scheduled to release a top schools list. He decided to keep that top schools list and just add Texas. Uh, So he made a top six. For those, again, you only get five official visits. So the fact that Texas is now getting an official visit shows how much ground the Horns have made up And he is giving Texas as much of a chance as just about anybody else in his recruitment. Obviously, Tennessee looks really good. Clemson is going to get their shot at him. But the fact that you have Justice Finkley, his former high school teammate on campus, that has just been talking nonstop about how much he loves Texas, along with the fact that when I talked to Hunter, when I think his best offer was Vanderbilt last summer – He always told me, like, hey, if Texas does offer, that's going to be a school that I'm going to heavily consider. I I love the campus feel. I like the academics that they have. And, you know, I grew up a big Alabama fan, and Steve Sarkeesian and Bo Davis are guys that I remember from their time at Alabama. So, overall, I do think that Texas is starting to gain there. And if they were eventually to land Hunter Osborne, it would be one of the more wild Bo Davis uh, recruiting wins, just because – this is a guy that had just about every Power Five offer in the country. You normally don't get away with being six months late, but the amount of work he and Steve Sarkeesian recruiting as the head coach have done has just been really, really impressive.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, every time a guy gets, you know, Texas gets in late on an offer like that, it's like, Oh boy, here we go. You know, you're kind of wasting your time, but they've been able to, you know, do a lot of really good work in this in this particular recruitment. And um, you know, credit to them for that. I think that uh getting him to campus is a is a huge component and like you mentioned having Finkley along there, the the former uh teammate at Hughes Trustville is uh is huge as well. Mike, uh, real,
2: the- real quick before we move on to how how many per cycle do you think that you get where you offer them very clearly late but for some reason it just clicks maybe one or two if that
1: man you're you're kind of lucky maybe i'm just i i can remember like herman's final year where they offered everybody late and everybody yeah. made a point to tell them that they offered them late um so you know i, I'm I even
2: thinking about schools that aren't texas like obviously a m gets away with it a lot but
1: Bama, Georgia, those kind of schools yeah. can do it. Um, I mean, Texas different. used to be able to do it. Yeah, Texas used to be able to do it. It's I think it's a condition of winning and, oh, and sure. you know be being a good program and being a program that's looked at like that. So um, yeah, definitely uh, a big weekend. We also think that you know I mean outside of I, we should also mention Blake Purchase is going to be on that visit. Uh, the Cherry yeah, Creek. That's a, that's a sneaky uh, good. Edge Rusher, I really like his stuff and um you know, he's another one that Texas got in late on, but they were able to immediately get him to schedule a visit. Um I think he's a top like 150 guy in the in the uh, top 247. Number one of the top guys in Colorado, one of the best defenders out west, so a big edge body that that Texas can take a swing at that weekend as well.
2: Yeah, and with Blake Purchase, too, Mike, I mean, I know that you kind of know this as well, but for those who don't know, Cherry Creek profiles extremely well to Texas. I had a lot of friends from Texas that went to Cherry Creek. Uh, Shout out to my boy, Sam Cole. Um, I know that Gunnar Helm kind of spoke highly of that part of the transition is easy from there. It's almost a little bit like a... um, It's almost a little bit like an Austin-Westlake-ish type school in the uh, Denver area. So the natural kind of fit is there, plus having Gunner on campus is going to help with Blake a ton, just in the same way that uh, with Hunter Osborne and Justice Finkley's relationship. and. I think that that's an important thing that the Texas staff is kind of starting to do these out-of-state prospect factories, like Hewitt Trustville or Cherry Creek, or um, there are a couple in New Jersey, there are a couple in Utah that they kind of have been targeting a ton in Georgia and Florida. When you create those pipelines, it becomes a lot easier to then sell kids. I mean, even when I was talking to Camarian Franklin, who is a rising junior from the state of Mississippi, He told me that, oh, the fact that Texas has Aaron Bryant, who didn't even go to the same high school, but is just from kind of a similar area in Mississippi, means that Texas is going to get a visit. Because if he and his family chose to go to Texas, well, then there's clearly something there.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Let's move on to the last weekend, the big weekend. Before we do do that, I, I should say we're going to take a pause here. Um, so that you guys, if you're listening on the podcast, you'll hear a word from our sponsors. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll continue to roll on.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right. The June 24th weekend um, is going to be a big one. We've got a lot of names listed. Probably a lot of names we haven't listed. Uh, That'll probably be a weekend where a lot of the commits come in. um, The guys who are already committed. And then, you know, you'll also have some big targets. I think, from a perspective of like position group wise, it's a big offensive line weekend, Ian Reed, Jaden Chapman, Connor Stroh all coming in, Andre Kojo all coming in that weekend. That's something we saw Kyle flood do a little bit last year where he would group guys together and say, Hey, come in like a, uh, a hey, Cole, Cole, Hudson and Connor Robertson. You're on your visit together. And um, you know, guys like that. And so I think that it's been fascinating to watch flood over time recruit this foursome as a group it's yeah. like when we saw them at junior day they were all together they all came on the same spring visits it felt like um and now all coming on the same official visit i think it's a like it's a pretty unique approach to offensive line recruiting where it's not piece by piece but it's hey you guys are going to be a cohesive unit on the field so we're going to recruit you as a cohesive unit
2: yeah absolutely and mike kind of just a little bit on topic but in general, obviously um we talked about last week the fact that uh, Odessa Odessa and interior offensive lineman Harris Sewell kind of decided to continue his recruiting process without Texas in the mix this is just my take and we've talked about it on the podcast before if you want to pull up the receipts if Texas can grab Jaden Chapman and Ian Reed I honestly think that that is about as good of a one-two punch as you could get in this class so the fact that they did have that cohesive unit approach really does help with the fact that you know mike it's just the truth hair Sewell wasn't wasn't on those uh trips obviously they were trying to get him out from odessa it's a little harder to make the trip but you don't have now when you're talking about that recruiting approach you don't have a missing piece of okay well this guy ended up choosing another school or doesn't like texas or whatever no it's it's still the same core unit that you're talking about i'm going to pick your brain on something as well there's a couple of really good edges that are going to be there that weekend as well. You reported that uh, Colton Bossick is going to be taking his uh, trip to Texas that time. And we
1: believe, yeah. Um, he has not announced those dates, but looking at kind of what he does have scheduled, I think it lines up for that weekend.
2: And um, Braylon Shelby from Friendswood will also be in attendance. So possibly, I believe Darian Gillette's kind of set for that uh, weekend as well. So, I mean, there are a lot of- edges Anthony
1: Hill. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, how do what? We, well, that's another five starts. A big weekend for offensive linemen and defenders. Um, not a huge skill weekend. Looks like they're getting kind of the skill weekends out of the way early. I mean, there will be some guys. Tony Mitchell is scheduled for that weekend. The cornerback out of Alabama. I'm really interested to see by the time we get to the end of June yeah. if he still makes that trip. Either because I just don't think Texas feels there's enough interest on that end to spend a trip on him.
2: No, but I do believe that they have another couple of safeties uh, set for that weekend, or at least loosely with, I think, Makari Vickers and Jaden Bonsu are two out-of-state guys that are kind of um, tentatively scheduled to visit that weekend. So even if Tony Mitchell, and I think, I'm I'm with you, by the way, I think that we've talked about this off uh, the air as well, but Texas fans, I just, I would not really get your hopes up with that. Yeah. If, if they get them on campus, great. You never know what's going to happen, but i think that prioritizing other options and safety makes a ton of sense but more than anything i'm just excited with the amount of talent that's on campus that weekend and then when once we start to hear the potential okay well they think that they might have locked up shelby or okay they're they're in the best spot for galette or they made a big move with colton bossick those are the type of um, reports and stuff that we get that just make the june visit season really fun yeah it's unpredictable yeah, some crystal balls will be missed from across the industry, but it's what makes college football recruiting so much fun. And that's when you get into the really fun. Uh, I'm uh, the first thing I'm doing at 7 a.m. is opening course 7, and I'm going to scroll it until I fall asleep because there's just wall to wall updates.
1: Yeah, and it's been a slow couple weeks, you know, just from a recruiting perspective. Feels like everybody's kind of winding up for this, uh, and, you know, we've been able to try to go to some things. We'll be at some stuff this weekend, but this is like kind of when it really starts. These are three, these are the three probably most anxiety inducing uh, weekends for me to write the stampede because it's just like, as soon as visits kind of in on Sunday, it's a race to, to like get enough information. Hello to, is that Cherry?
2: Yeah, that's Cherry in the mix. She would not stop uh, meowing at the door. So apologies.
1: Um, it's a race to get enough information to fill the stampede to hit our 8 a.m. deadline. And every Sunday on those visit weekends, you know, I, we're, uh, Hudson, you haven't worked with me for an official visit weekend yet, but like my personal policy is we don't bother kids while they're on their visit. I'm yeah. not checking. I'm not checking in with kids throughout the entire thing. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of it's calling afterwards, which is tough because a lot of times those kids are getting on flights or they're getting, you know, they're they're on the way home, and so it's tough to get everything. We made it work last week or last year, so uh, you know we'll we'll certainly make it work again. I talked off the top about you know, just kids moving timelines and surprising decisions. We had definitely had one this week. It wasn't surprising from a uh, destination standpoint, but more from a timeline standpoint. Uh, DeAndre Moore, the wide receiver from Los Alamitos, announced his commitment to Louisville. Uh, Louisville bagging some big name recruits this year, bagging, bagging, bagging some big name recruits this year. Um, I think with more. I, so I talked about this a lot when I saw him in the spring. I, I thought the two top teams were Texas and Louisville. Um, and he had talked pretty openly about that. He, you know, he's close with Pierce Clarkson who's committed to to Louisville. Um obviously they're doing a lot of things on the NIL side. Um and I think the surprise for me was the the timeline because yeah, not through the season. Yeah, there were a lot of there was a lot of confidence in landing DeAndre Moore at Texas. And I think talking to to DeAndre, I definitely got that feeling. He was really, last time I talked to him, he was really talking up his official visit, was super excited. Um, And uh, just to do it really before taking those trips during the summer, um, really surprised me, but you know, he went out to the, uh, the quarterback retreat, which was put on by Pierce Clarkson's father, Steve Clarkson, and, uh, spent some time out there with them and, and came out of that weekend committed. So, uh, seemingly a big name off the board, uh, at wide receiver for Texas and a guy they thought they, you know, they had a really good chance at. There was, I think there was a lot of shock around the country, um, and a lot of offices when it came to that one. For sure. And also
2: I think something important to mention too, Mike, I think this is just my personal opinion maybe you disagree i think it would be a lot bigger of a deal um if texas didn't already have ryan niblet in the boat like the fact that they yeah, have him yeah. just makes it to where okay deandre moore's off the board let's just keep chugging with the guys that we have at wide receiver because i mean you, you still do have a possibility of landing guys like jaquez pettaway Jonah wilson and jonte cook like there's a lot of options for texas uh to where you're not you're not too upset because you do have a very high floor um, with Ryan Niblett who I believe is like the number 52 player in the country, according to 24 seven. So yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, um, Hudson, anything else you want to add before we get out of here?
2: Um, I have a kind of semi hypothetical to throw your way. Okay. Far what, away. What do you think would be better? bigger for texas recruiting as far as a potential arch manning timeline do you think that it if he left the visit weekend went to the manning passing academy and they had a you know big deal about it and it's going the same time as the texas official visit or what if and this is you know of course a big if we don't even know that he's going to decide during the summer he could take it into the fall but what if he decided to pop while on campus or a day or two following and so then leading into the big official visit weekend you had the wave of an arch manning commitment
1: i mean i think you would take it the sooner you could get it i think that's yeah. the that's how you'd want it now i just don't i just don't think that's going to happen I, I just don't envision a scenario where that happens um but who knows i mean i i have no clue how it's gonna happen that's like the craziest thing is i don't even know what to watch for is arch going to make his first tweet his commitment yeah. tweet and that and would it be on brand for arch to make that House his communications con- are on
2: uh, texas fans it- don't you worry mike and i have that twitter account <laughs> uh, borderline you know of bombs going off if uh, we'll know about it so i don't know i i i just think that that's one of the more interesting things is that you have Mike probably one of if not the highest profile uh recruits in a while and nobody has any idea how he's going to release his commitment like the normal rules do not apply
1: yeah i think like like i said i don't even know what to really look for um other than i'm going to watch that account um and, or maybe, you know, they, maybe something comes out of the Manning passing camp where they say, Hey, we're going to go to a, to some sort of live stream or something, yeah. or maybe nothing. Maybe yeah. he just commits maybe and he
2: commits. And then you have to hear from a source like, yo, arch, like you've got to trust me, arch.
1: And it leaks out somewhere. Yeah. It's going to no, be
2: weird. would be really funny if it was a true old school, like old type recruiting, um, uh, sorry for the ricochet, Mike, but like talking when you were in high school where it's just like, yeah, the, the, the newspaper found out and it's like, Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. The old times back in 2003, back in <laughs> 2003 and
2: 2004. Apologies to all the listeners as well. Just a little, just a little joke. Um, I mean, shoot, my. I mean, my. The when I was in high school, the way that people committed even feels old now. Like there were times I'm sure you remember this too, where like reporters would break commitments. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, no, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, I'm committed.
1: Before social media, that's how it happened. Before yeah. kids had an outlet to do their own thing, which is great, and you
2: build brands and everything. Like that, it, it genuinely is a net good. But now, if a reporter broke a commitment, it's like why aren't you giving that kid his moment? What like, and and you almost saw a little bit with the Marius Mims thing to where there's almost a distrust and okay, well then why hasn't he said it if he is committed?
1: Right. And there have been kids who have chosen to go through, you know, a reporter and it's very rare. Um, In fact, I've broken one of those. I broke to Sweat's commitment.
0: Um,
1: And it was legitimately like I was looking at his Twitter one day and he had just put University of Texas commit in his bio. Never tweeted anything, never anything.
2: Oh, those are the best. If more recruits <laughs> like that, and you'll become a cult favorite. It's also like just real quick, quick plug. Tavondre Sweat, we've got ninety day, 93 days until kickoff. So there
1: you go. Uh, so I texted him and I said, Tavondre, did you commit to Texas? He said, yeah, like two days ago. And I was like, okay, can I report that? And he was like sure do whatever you want so this is the one time I wrote breaking um without <laughs> like with it being breaking I, I have a thing of like if I didn't break it I don't write breaking it's a it's a pet peeve of mine but well, a
2: little bit, yeah
1: um but anywho uh, big time uh that's like the only time and so yeah it just doesn't happen quite that frequently but going back to your original question no, I think you I think you want the I think if you could get it going into the big weekend you definitely want that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. And again, just a hypothetical to throw out there because it's kind of the biggest question I think remaining on the board, obviously who he picks will uh, be up there, but with Texas kind of looking good and a lot of uncertainty, it's, it's pretty freaking interesting. I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll kind of see. And I think, you know, what's interesting is if you talk to kids, a lot of kids think Arch is going to Texas anyways. Maybe it's just, I don't know that that's like a huge piece of intel or if it's just kids being kids. But sure. like, I, I, so I think almost they expect it at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I I'd still think the hype of it all would, would be big. I, I should also say there's going to be some 24s visiting throughout the month, 25s. It's camp season. So like, there'll be guys coming down to camp quite often. There's so a lot going on. Um, and uh, we'll try to have you covered as best we can. All right, Hudson, anything else to add before we get out of here? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. We're uh, glad we were able to get you two pieces of content this week from the State of Recruiting. Um, and we want to uh, thank our producer, Taylor Estes, for uh, sitting with us for hours on end while we record these things. Um For Hudson Standish, I'm Mike Roach, and we'll see you guys next week.